Welcome to the Cochrane Community Church Podcast. We're so happy that you're joining us, and we look forward to how Jesus will impact your life through this message. See, at Cochrane Community Church, our mission is simple. We want to share the love of Jesus so that our families, our community, the next generation, and the world will know Him as Savior. And this means that we strive to be a loving, Christ-centered community of believers. We just want to say thank you so much again for taking the time to tune into this episode. And at this time, please sit back and relax and enjoy this week's episode. Gets no better than that. Gets no better than that. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, someday... You'll be able to do that forever, right at the feet of God, right? Singing like that, just giving him praise. I wonder what uh, people in heaven are doing like on Christmas Eve, you know, waiting for the revelation, or the, the celebration of the revelation of the Savior. Christmas Eve or, uh, were really a lot of fun when I was a little kid. I've shared with you before, if you were a tender here, <clears throat> of that some of the traditions that we had when I was a little kid. Uh, most of you know, like every story ever about anything in my life, if you've been coming here any time uh, for any length of time. But as a little kid, so every Christmas Eve, we would always go to my grandmother and grandmother and grandfather Othenreath's house. And that was a place that I told you about before. Some of you would remember where I said you really had to make sure you knew who made what before you ate it. You know, I, I don't know that maybe you uh, have experienced that before. It's like, all right, who made the coleslaw? Because if so-and-so made it, I don't know if I want to eat it or not. You know, you've been there before. Don't tell me. Don't tell me that there's, uh, there's relatives or somebody that brings a covered dish that you just, you know, you're not going to eat that. I, I don't know. There is that. Every we went to my grandmother's house, then we would go to my aunt, my aunt's house, my aunt Connie. And I loved going there because um, she always had presents for us. And that's always a cool thing. So my Aunt Connie always had presents for us. But one thing that was different about my Aunt Connie's house was that they had an aluminum Christmas tree. So this was in the 60s, and they had one of those wheels, those, those color wheels. Have you seen the Raise your hand if you've seen those, right? Have you ever seen those? I wish I had a picture. I, I planned to put a picture up, but I didn't have one. So it's an aluminum Christmas tree, and on the ground is a, 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 a light. And in front of the light is a wheel that spins and turns your Christmas tree different colors. Now, that was pretty bizarre. The first time I saw it, I was definitely intrigued. It was like the coolest thing, yet the strangest thing I had ever seen. And if you've seen those before, you got to Google it, okay? Not now, though. Not now, because I'm, I'm speaking. Google it at uh, uh, Aluminum Christmas Tree with Color Wheel, and you'll be surprised at what you find, because there are some really old, really cool Google stuff. And maybe you still do that, and I'm sorry if you still do. I'm not making fun of you. No, no judgment here. No judgment. No judgment. But it was funny. It was the strangest thing I, I, I ever seen. And my, my uncle was Catholic, so I always kind of assumed that this was a Catholic thing, you know, because I was a Baptist boy. So maybe Catholics don't have real Christmas trees in their house. They use aluminum ones. Maybe that was it. I don't know, you know. So uh, you never, you think these weird things when you're a little kid. But uh, we had live trees when I was a kid until fake ones became popular. Did you know that the first artificial Christmas trees were made out of the same bristles as toilet brushes? They were. They dyed toilet brush bristles green and turned them into a Christmas tree. Somebody had a great idea. So little did you know, you could set up for Christmas. You could take it down, clean your toilet the next day before you put it all away, all of that. But I didn't know that either, but that was uh, an, an interesting fact. Now, how many of you have live trees 
Raise your hand if you have a live tree, if you put up a live tree in your house. You at home, raise your hand. We're watching. How many of you have artificial trees? Raise your hand. Ooh, artificial trees win. Uh, how, how many of you have aluminum trees with a color wheel? Raise your hand. Come on, no judgment. No judgment. You do. You do not. Do you really? They do. They really do. My, they're my friends, too. Oh, my gosh. Uh, an aluminum tree with a color wheel. But they all serve the same purpose, don't they? They all serve the same purpose. They're part of a Savior's birth celebration. They're reminders. They're in honor of our Savior, Jesus Christ. At least that's what they're supposed to be there for. Right? And if you don't follow Jesus Christ, if you don't believe in him, I don't understand the celebration of the holiday and, and doing all of that stuff, But for what that means for you. But... Uh, but people do, people do, and there's that. But if you've been coming on Sunday morning, we've been looking at Isaiah 40, verses 1 through 5, as kind of our theme for the series that we have been doing called Comfort and Joy. And let me review those verses with you, if we could put those up there. It says, Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up and every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all people will see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Great passage of scripture written some 700 years before the event before its realization, giving the people of Israel some hope because they needed it. They needed it. Their life, their world was in shambles because they just had turned so far away from God and just forgot all the things that God had done for them in the past. And let's look at that last part of the verse again. And the glory of the Lord will, let's look at this, will be revealed. All the people will see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. I love that. The glory of the Lord will be revealed. What does revealed mean? Revealed means making something previously unknown, known. Simple enough. The glory of the Lord previously unknown will be revealed. Known. Do me a favor. We're going to be in Luke today, but I don't want you to. It'll be on the screen, but I want you to do me a favor. I want you to close your eyes. We're going to go back a couple thousand years in our minds, and I need you to go there with me, okay? You at home, close your eyes. And I want you to put yourself in this scene, okay? And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby, a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace to those on whom his favor 
rests. Okay, open your eyes. What did you see in your mind's eye? Did you see Linus holding his blanket? Reciting those verses right there? Did you see nighttime? Did you see the moon and stars, sheep, shepherd, shepherds? And then boom! Verse 9 says, the glory of the Lord shone around the shepherds. And here's the big reveal to shepherds out in a field. And that's what the shepherds saw. They were the first to see the glory of the Lord, and they hadn't even seen the baby yet. Put yourself on that hillside. So let me ask you, when you close your eyes, when you think about Christmas in general, what do you see? Some of you may see the excitement of your kids. The beauty of a tree in the living room, real or fake, or aluminum with a color wheel. Randy, not friends anymore. (laughs) The the lights on your house and the neighborhood decorations. My dad used to put up these ratty lights. I'm sorry. Bless his heart. But anyway, he... uh, yeah, he would only put a little string of lights around one window and a little string of lights around the other window. And we just thought that was a, the, the bomb. That was the best thing in the world. But, you know, maybe you see childhood memories like going to my Aunt Connie's. Maybe you did those kind of things and, and you remember that. And that comes to your mind when you think of Christmas. But maybe you see at Christmas time as stress. The bills are bigger than the bank account. You have family coming over. You're glad to see some of them, but there are a few, uh, well, you know, some that are pieces of work. Don't look at the person next to you, because I know you brought some family with you, right? Maybe you didn't buy enough person, enough presents. This person got six, and that person got seven. Somebody's got to run to Walmart before they get here. Quick. Maybe it's the end of the year cram time at work, and you've got a quota to make, and maybe you see the crazy pace of cleaning the house, cooking the turkey or the ham, Christmas parties, schools programs, having the kids off school, yikes, and it makes you wonder how you get it all, get through it all again this year. Come on, 2023. And sometimes we have to close our eyes, don't we? We have to close our eyes, take a breath, and remember the glory of the Lord will be revealed. Maybe it's presents being opened, pie, the blessing of the noise of the family, the smell of amazing food, laughter, Santa Claus, all that. Maybe Christmas can go either way. It can be a time of extreme joy and fun and excitement and you can't wait, or it can go the other way. It can be a a time of extreme stress and and hardship and, and you just want it to be over. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed. Really? Tonight, I want us to see Christmas differently. I want you to see it through the eyes of the shepherds. What you saw with your eyes closed. How about through the eyes of Isaiah, the prophet? Comfort, comfort my people. We've been looking at different aspects of uh, Advent. Advent is what? The anticipation of the arrival of a prominent person or event. We've been looking at that for the last four weeks. Hope instead of despair, peace instead of anxiety, love instead of hate, joy instead of sadness. And tonight it's life instead of death. 
the glory of the Lord revealed. Verse 15. Picture that scene. Be on that, be on that hill or in that field, wherever it is in your head. Picture that scene. Can you imagine the bright light, blinding light? You're outside at night. The light is blinding. The glory of the Lord is being revealed. Then boom, it shuts off. And there you are. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, okay, they're gone. The shepherds said to one another, said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. Listen, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Man, I wish I could have been there. The shepherds run to Bethlehem to see this for themselves, okay? The angels told them what happened. They ran there to themselves to see for themselves. And when they saw him, they were amazed. They told everyone what the angels said. They told everyone. They saw it for themselves. The Messiah finally had been born. Hope, peace, love, joy, life instead of death. The glory of the Lord revealed I don't know what Christmas means to you. you know. I, I don't know what you bring into this room tonight or what's, what's going on in your life if you're watching at home. Guilt, maybe sadness, joy, happiness, fear, a sense of being directionless, maybe. I don't know, maybe happiness and, and, and everything's perfect. But I'm convinced that if you and I could really grasp what the glory of the Lord, the glory of God himself, if we could grasp that he had been revealed to mankind in the form of a baby, it would change everything. It would change everything. Because you see, for centuries, people cried out to God about the problems they were facing. Sound familiar? For centuries. We looked at Isaiah 700 years before Jesus. Maybe, maybe the Israelites were thinking, well, if God is so loving, why does he feel so absent? In a world full of competition, bitterness, broken relationships, war, famine, illness, disappointment, and hurt, where is God? Was that 700 years ago? 2,700 years ago? Or was that yesterday? Sounds familiar. And the Old Testament tells us the story of God's love for his people, their fall away from him, and his steadfast love for them in the midst of it all. But something was missing, like, like it wasn't complete. And maybe that's how you feel right now. Because God's people had as many questions as answers. They had as much hurt as hope. And even when God intervened in their life, they still missed it. And they questioned his existence. And we do that too, don't we? But the glory of the Lord has been revealed. 
That's why that happened at the very first Christmas. The glory of the Lord was revealed. I mean, the snippet we read about that happened on earth that night of angels shouting thanks to God and announcing the news to all humanity was just a partial reveal of the thunderous glory of God that was happening in heaven. Can you imagine what it would have been like in heaven and what the future would bring because of it? After this, uh, I always think of it as a hillside, the shepherds on a hillside, right? So after, these, after this hillside event, living out in the fields nearby, Jesus grew up, and he would tell people who came to hear him teach, he would tell people this, truly I tell you, many prophets like Isaiah and righteous people long to see what you see but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. He's talking about himself. It's as if all of heaven had been waiting for this moment for God to act by bringing Jesus into the world, the long-awaited Messiah. And you see, this birthday that we celebrate was only the beginning. Because the whole point of Christmas, Christmas happened so that Easter could happen. Think about that. So the birth of Jesus began a three-decade journey of him sharing some of the greatest wisdom the world has ever known. The coming of Jesus meant what? The coming of hope. There is something better than this. The coming of peace. The coming of love. The coming of joy. The coming of the glory of the Lord. So when you think of Christmas, can you think of the glory of the Lord revealed? You see maybe the gifts, the beautifully decorated trees, live or fake, the meals, the busy rush, crazy relatives. Maybe you see stress and you're overwhelmed. I can relate. I can relate. But tonight, Christmas Eve 2022, I want to invite you to imagine the glory of the Lord revealed. The Savior of the world. Put yourself on the hillside with the shepherds. And tonight I want to invite you to surrender your life to the glory of the Lord revealed Jesus Christ if you haven't done so already. A baby born so he could give his life so that you too could have life instead of death. That's the real glory of the Lord revealed. Look at this. Luke 2, verse 20. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which they were just as they had been told. Everything was just as they had been told. The glory of the Lord in a manger. Let's pray.
So to be there on that hillside 2,000 years ago, or in that field, whatever it was, I picture a hillside, but whatever it was, oh, to be there with those shepherds when an angel shows up announcing the birth of the Savior, the glory, and then the glory of the Lord revealed, all the angels show up, and they just, they're singing and shouting, and, and this huge cacophony and bright light, I can just imagine how, how, how afraid the shepherds would have been, and, it, and your word even tells us, Lord, that they were afraid. Oh, and then they realized there's nothing to be afraid of because the Messiah that they had been waiting for had been born. Don't let us miss that tonight, Lord, I pray. Don't let us miss the glory of the Lord. Don't let us miss what that birth means, what it represents. It represents health and healing and eternal life and the forgiveness of sins and and friendship with God and being into the family of God, being adopted and being a co-heir with Jesus. So much or so much in the birth and the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. May none of us miss the glory of the Lord tonight. This is all about you. All about you. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you. Thank you that we have such a clear account of the glory of the Lord being revealed as prophesied by Isaiah 700 years before the event. Thank you. And we can have the glory of the Lord living within us through the Holy Spirit because of that baby's birth, life, death, and resurrection. In Jesus' name, amen. With that thought... We're going to light our candles. We're going to do some singing with the light. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever will follow me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Our ushers are going to come forward. If you guys want to start that now, that's good. And get these candles lit. If you think about it, tilt your unlit candle into the lit candle. And that way you don't spill wax. And as I say every year, parents, it's up to you if you want to give your child fire. It's up to you. And we will sing and we will celebrate with our candles, with the light in front of us. So as the candles are being lit, it's going to take a minute. Why don't you stand up and we'll sing together. We hope you found this week's episode relevant and encouraging. We just want to say thanks so much for taking time to listen. And if you'd like, please feel free to share it with a family member or a friend. We would really appreciate it. If you'd like more information about Cochrane Community Church, go online and visit ccubchurch.org. Well, that's all the time we have this week, but we would love for you to join us back here next week as we continue to see what it looks like to live a countercultural lifestyle for God. And from all of us here at Cochrane Community Church, we just want to say that we pray that God blesses your faithfulness. We'll see you back here next week.